All right. Uh, on this episode of Music City Origins, I have Mr. George Zublay. George, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. So uh, go ahead and tell the listeners uh, what it is that you do, what your current business is right now. I am I'm self-employed, and I like to call myself a brandologist mm-hmm. as I help my clients brand themselves in clever ways using promotional items as part of their, part of their marketing endeavors. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And so where... Did you come from? Where Where is the story of George start? Uh, the, <laughs> the story of George starts uh, <laughs> in the town called Chicago. I uh, did my significant growing up there. And uh, fast forward to the early 90s, my first job out of school relocated me down here in Nashville in the spring of 91. And that f- that first job was with as a group health underwriter uh, for Cigna Healthcare. And, and long story short, George is not not to be an underwriter because he's not of that mindset. <laughs> he's more of the marketing dude person as opposed to a numbers guy. And uh, they let me go three years later, but no regrets. It brought me here, and I've been here ever since. So sure. I'm happy to, happy to be a damn Yankee and happy to stay here as long as they'll have me. <laughs> I know that you're very happy when the Cubs won the World Series, oh, as, as still, was I. Still giddy four years later. They can't they can't take that away from me. They'll <laughs> never take that away from me. So I'm I'll always be giddy about that. That is awesome. <clears throat> so you kind of answered um, the question as to what did you do before this, but uh, you said you're an insurance underwriter. Did you do anything else before you were a brandologist? The um the gig. I had between my endeavor as an underwriter and what I'm doing now is for first from I guess it was the mid 90s to late 90s I worked for a, a local uniform manufacturer you may know horse small apparel R&R uniforms they had a manufacturing presence here in Nashville for a number of years and I worked for them as an inventory manager warehouse manager for their uh, for their uniform programs for all the the government entities across the country. So that was kind of a, a fun gotcha. gig for a while. So did that kind of lead into to sort of your interest in that area? It it didn't wasn't the spark, but when you look at it now, it was kind of a transferable skill. Well, it's transferable transferable product set. When you look at uniforms, I kind of do that now. So it's not not a it's kind of a dash line. Not maybe not so much a full line, but it does help to have that background. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. It wasn't cool. planned. It just kind of worked out that way. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to happen a lot with people. <laughs> yes, which is good. It keeps you on my toes. Absolutely. Um, was there a reason why you wanted to be your own boss, or was that even a a, a goal of yours? Like, why did you want to do that? I I think when I do a a deep dive within my soul and search myself. I think I was wired to be an entrepreneur because 10 years working for three years working for Cigna and six, seven years working for R&R. That's more of the the corporate mentality, clock watcher, punch in, punch out, Ugh. job evaluation. <laughs> that really wasn't me. I, I put up with it because it was part of what I had to do to keep my job and get paid. But when I left, when um, I left the job with R and R, I thought, well, maybe this is a sign because working for the man, quote unquote, isn't really working out for me. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I should be thinking the other way around, looking more of an entrepreneurial spirit, and and so I did. And with some help with some friends and family, here I am now. <laughs> gotcha. Were you had you ever done any kind of entrepreneurial work like? When you were younger or had done anything that was sort of like your own thing before all that? I'm glad you brought that up because when I was a kid in Chicago, I had my own mowing business for the neighborhood neighbors for, gosh, probably all throughout college, high school, college, not before. And I, you know, I I mowed about 15, 20 lawns in my neighborhood and made a nice little income from that. So so I guess that was my first dabble into um, 
being self-employed. So was it was fun. One, was that a one-man show? Were you the only one? I was one? it. <laughs> I was it. I, <laughs> you, you can, I can still see myself. I don't have, I, I, all my jobs were within the neighborhood, so I, I just walked there with my mower. So here comes George going down the street <laughs> with his mower doing his next job. So um, he's still employed, I guess, so hey, it's man. all good. <laughs> That's way to go. I like it. Um, and was there a time that you did sort of, um, you know, this type of work part-time, or did you jump in, you know, full-time? Like, when did you know you could do this full-time? Uh, I'm glad you asked, because that kind of will kind of kind of bridge the gap between my last real job with Corporate America to where I'm at now. When I was let go from the, uh, the uniform company, I um, turned to a, well, a friend of mine, I, my, my intention was to get another job with, with Corporate America, but I needed to have another part-time gig of sorts so I can have some money coming in because at that point in time I was, let's see, was I was, I was married two, three years and mm-hmm. wanted to have some sort of income to bring in. So it was my wife's best friend's boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. that said, hey, why don't you just come work for me part-time doing some filing office work, make some calls here and there. I'll pay you a part-time salary and you can still interview for your next job. Well, this gentleman was also in the promo business and working for him as a part-time clerk type of role uh, for a few months, I got to know more and more about the business and what he did. And I thought, you know, this could be, this is probably, I had an aha moment and realized this is probably what I need to be doing because I'm drawn to this, this business. I'm drawn to what he does and how he does it. And I thought, I said, Hey Tom, I think, I think I'm going to stop interviewing, and if you'll have me, I'll come come sell for you. And he said, "No problem. Come All on, right. come on in. I'll I'll show you the ropes, and now uh, you come sell for me." Only only catch was I, ha- I went from a salary to a commission only gig, yeah. and that was uh, that was an adjustment. So without the without the loving support of my wife and that, I probably wouldn't be doing that. So, but gotcha. she 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 gave me the blessing, and and <laughs> uh, and and she's still my number one fan and advocate and and even a mentor to agree in that regard. So, oh, awesome. so without her in my court, I w- wouldn't be doing it. So well thank you to her. Well done. Um, and so, okay. So take me through You're you're working with him. You're learning the ropes. You're getting your feet wet. You're getting all that going on. Right. When did you, when did you branch out and sort of start with pr- truly your own right, company? Right. I worked for Tom, the gentleman for about 10, 11 years. And I guess it was year 10, year 11 with him. I started having. Well, I, can, I thought to myself, I, I can do this on my own. I, I've been here ten years. I, I think I should know what I'm doing right now. Yeah. And all, all it really was, <laughs> yeah, hopefully, <laughs> it all it really was was just kind of, kind of do my due diligence and ask the right questions and 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 see if I can. And like all the answers I got were were yay and just kind of encouraged me to kind of launch promos by George. That he, uh, soon after that, soon after those questions came out. So nice. And what year did you officially kind of strike out on your own and have promos by George as your as your sole, uh, I guess, focus? May 11, 2011. Man, you got the date down <laughs> <laughs> to the T. That okay. was uh, that was. If you look at my um, LLC incorporation, that's the date on there. So I, and I I just kind of stumbled across every so often. Oh yeah, May 11, 2011. So <laughs> <laughs> well, good. So next year will be ten years. So for, wow. for what it's worth. <laughs> Congrats, man. Thanks, man. Uh, let's see here. So did you have when you when you did jump out because you've had some experience in there? You'd worked for for a company that had done some similar work. What were your goals, if any, that you had on your first year in business by yourself? Did you have strict goals, or were you just trying to survive? I, I had 
my goal, I only had one real modest goal, and that was just to be 10% ahead in sales than I was with the prior year working for Tom. So, okay. And uh, fast forward to 2012, I, I I don't have the exact number, but I know I was definitely put that in the wall, blew that, blew that away. It was more than 10%, so I was very happy with that with that result. So. All right. Wow. So you knew going in, you're like, hey, if I can just, if I can be about 10% above, yeah. we're doing good. Right. Because we're- selling for Tom for 11 years, I still was making pretty good money, So, but when you take out... I was an independent contractor with him, so I shared my profits with him. Yeah. But when you're on your own, you get obviously you get your own profits. So, exactly. So when you factor in, I'm making all the profits, but also still paying some more money into my overhead and stuff like that. Crunch it all down. If I'm ahead by ten percent, I'm still good. And like I said, I was beyond that, so that's even was more, even more gravy to the bank. So. Right. Nice. Okay. Because sometimes I talk to people and they would say, you know, honestly, I was just trying to make sure that I could pay my bills in my first year or uh, they would say something to the degree of, well, if I could, you know, just, just keep my head above water, if I could make what I made at my previous job or something like that. So right. a lot of them, they really didn't have too many goals. So it's pretty cool that you, you could kind of crunch that down and know, okay, I am being successful here. I know that I'm doing this and I'm, I'm winning over here. Cause yeah, I, I remember my first year was not, I didn't, I was just like, man, if I could just pay my bills, I'm good. Like if I could just <laughs> survive. Right. <laughs> Um, so after, after you had jumped out there for your first year, uh, one of the questions I always ask is what kind of support that you had in, in the beginning. And you had mentioned your wife, right? Elaborate a little bit with us about what kind of support you had from friends, family, your spouse. My wife is, and probably still will, well, she's wears many hats. She's not, not involved in the business per se, but she's definitely, uh, a big source of support. As I was saying, she is my number one referral source. She uh, she works at Vanderbilt, so having her introduce me to her friends at Vanderbilt was a nice little a nice Definitely little helps. segue into in their business. And and at the same time, she's you know she's my wife, she's my best friend, she's my coach, she's my my champion. And to have her still advise me uh, is eleven years. Ten years later, <laughs> it's 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 wonderful, and she and um, even I'm reading a book and uh, and uh, I had some ideas for for like doing some marketing for the business, and I ran them by her, and she said, "Why don't you consider doing this, this, and this?" So so she still sounds off from time to time when I ask her about how asking her opinion on how I think I should run the business and be open to new ideas and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, did you have support from Tom and the previous people? Were they like, "Yeah, hey, you can do this," or were they like, "Man, we'd really love to keep you"? <laughs> uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I, what was big for me with Tom was, and um, t- having the conversation to say, "Hey, I'm going to go off on my own." That was one of the, because that, that was a, a hard, a hard conversation to have. <laughs> I imagine pretty I tough. Like, oh, I, I put in 11 years with him, and I'm going off my own. I'm going to become a competitor. How's that going to go? But. I, I got it. I, I didn't have a non-compete, so there's there nothing legally on paper that was binding us together. But gotcha. being a being a guy of of of, of common courtesy and and et- good ethics, I thought I, I can't just blow him off. Yeah, you can't just bolt out. <laughs> can't just done. bolt out. So I I said, hey Tom, I've been thinking about going on my own. With your blessing, I like to do this and take my clients with me. And he was 100% supportive. But let me and then let me add more icing to the cake. Sure. Uh, for this was the summer of 11, and he was for, for the next six seven months. I maintained my shop within his door. Oh wow! So I, I so to have a competitor under the door for six seven months, <laughs> that that was 
that was big. So I think that speaks big time to the relationships yes, you developed. Yes, and I, I found my own office space a few months later, which I went off, which I moved to in the spring of twelve. But for six, seven months, he, you know, he was allowing me to rent from him space so I can still run the business. So that that wow. itself is pr- pretty telling to what kind of a guy he is. So, That's pretty incredible. So, but it was it was still a hard conversation to have. But uh, and I don't talk too much as I like to now. Um, but uh, maybe I will once we're done here. Yeah. Reach out to him. <laughs> Say, I was talking about you today. <laughs> but yeah, I'm always thankful for the support he's given me. I also want to add that uh, my my father is still an active part of my business as well. Um, really? He's um, he's a former salesperson himself for 30, 35 years. So he, he and I can speak sales. And so to have him as my coach in that regard is, you know, he, uh, he's retired now, but, and, but to still, but to still have him to, Sure, ideas with and pick his brain about on things is is, is also worthless. Sure, so, absolutely. So he and my wife are probably the you know top two um, family resources I can pull from to, gotcha. to ask and for, for help. <laughs> did you for have guidance. any? Did you have any naysayers? Did you have anybody? Any friends or people that no, were just like, you know, no, what, George, I, I really no, don't know about this. No, I did not. <laughs> I was expecting one or two, um, but no. Everyone said. Actually, the truth told was like some said that you should have done this sooner. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good sign. But uh, no, no, no necessaries. Everyone was very encouraging and and supportive, and uh, was ready for me to to jump off my own and and do my thing. So so that's, no naysayers. That was great. That's great. <laughs> it's always helpful. Um, everybody jumps into some of these things, and they've got they've got certain fears. You know, whether it's monetary, whether it's business wise. I mean, there's a number of things that they kind of look at. So. Did, what kind of fears did you have when you started out? What was the first year looking like as far as, you know, what you were worried about? Well, you're, uh, I, I'm a what-ifer by, <laughs> by, by genetics, by, by upbringing, by environment. I, I, I can what-if to uh, the cows come home, and I'm very good about doing that. So being, being a what-ifer tends to take me down a, a rabbit hole of, of worry and or fear. So I'm like, okay, what if – what if I need some extra money for a large job? Or what if, what if an order goes wrong? Who who's responsible for it? Or what if, I don't know. Um, or, uh, what 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 if the sales aren't as good as I hope to be, and I can't I can't pay my rent? Or yeah. so I I do I do a lot of what ifing, and so having having that uh, kind of creep in every so often was. I guess, I guess, in a weird way, good kind of helped me keep me say, grounded. Is that, a, is that a positive, or do you feel like that kind of nips at your heels a little bit to where you're like, oh, I got to stay ahead of that? It's know? kind of my informal, unofficial accountability partner, I guess. So, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. But I, you know, I'm a whatever, both professionally, prof- personally, and professionally. So, uh, it goes that I, way. It's just that's how I am. So it's how George rolls, and that's, I got you. It is what it is. <laughs> but you were able to overcome those throughout that first year or two of business. You were able to go, you know, I think I've got this. And I mean, again, it's not like that you had pretty clear vision of as long as I can do this, I know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm doing better or I'm, I'm improving, I'm progressing. Right. Um, so you were able to overcome those in that, in that first year or two and not have any issues with it. Right. 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 Nice. Um, and then in an example, tell us about a hurdle that like the first year or two, I mean, it's, it's sort of interesting because you were, you were in that business for so long. It wasn't, some people jump out into, you know, uh, an industry or a position and they've never done it. So it's all new, but you had done this for a decade or more. Mm-hmm. And you know, what was a hurdle? So I guess that's an interesting, what was a hurdle that you had to overcome in your first year when you were on your own? Um, on my own within 
oddly enough, within that first year, I closed my biggest piece of business, which is still my biggest piece of business today. Right. And um, and to so much so that I ha- I had to I had to take some money out of my personal savings to help front the order. So wow. um, I didn't have that much money in the bank built up for business and my accountant and all my financial friends always advise me and probably you as well. Sure. Don't mix your personal and professional money. Yes. Yeah. They're good to be in their own. They don't play very well together. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm a big believer in that. But in order to make this particular job work, I had to, I had to get some cash from the personal side so I can pay the deposit for this particular order. So, oh, wow. and so that was, <laughs> that, uh, that was a little bit of, it was, it was unnerving. I, I was like, I'm writing a check for five digits, and <laughs> I've never done this before. Like, now what do I do? So, but uh, the the order went well. Uh, order was paid on time. Yeah. I was I, when I got back from that. Well, my order from that was soon put back in my personal bank. So it was all it was, it was all good. good. It was all good. So, but that was that was a. I guess that was a very nervous rack, nervous nervousness period for one or two weeks when the whole thing was Ooh. was processing. So, and so one of the biggest uh, jobs that you had gotten. How early into that year did, were you able to to find that deal? Well, it was it was a pre it was a client I brought with me from working with Tom. Oh, okay. So when I worked with Tom, I had him. They could do all the admin and fronting of the money and so forth. Sure. But now when you're on your own, I can't ask Tom to do that because Ooh. that's that's just not cool. So. <laughs> So yeah. I so I had to since this was my client I brought with me and I wanted to keep it soon I didn't want to worry my client because even though the doors cha- the names have changed everything else would be the same so gotcha. so I had I had to I had to put on my big boy pants and and go to the bank and get the money to fund itself and, and <laughs> everything was done so golly you got to spend money to make money Dang. that's one of the clients that followed me so um well my, all my clients followed me but. Uh, but it just so happened that with their timing, they were ready for this new order uh, soon after I went off my own. So wow. we, had to, we had to get some fundage to, to make it happen. So <laughs> That's a good first year, man. Yes. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, everybody that jumps out there and has these experiences, whether their own business, entrepreneurial, I mean, they all have um, you know strengths and weaknesses. They, they believe that they've got something that they can utilize to really lift a business up or lift an idea up. But they also have weaknesses. So let's start with your strengths. When you started jumping out and doing these things, what were some strengths or a strength that you knew was positive that you had going forward? My my strength is and continues to be my my customer service. I I, I pride myself on on being with my client during an order process and also being being constant and being being connected during when we're not when we're not doing business currently when we're doing something else mm-hmm. so uh but first but first and foremost service during the order, order itself is paramount you know i'm, I'm glued to the order and i i'm i fall i'm always on guard with it if, that, if that's a word to use yeah. <laughs> um from order submission to when the when the when the order is delivered so i'm always um I'm an advocate for my client during this time. It's going to make sure everything's done right and make sure the client's happy and uh, just making sure I'm servicing with uh, exceptional service. Oh, customer service, not dead. A no. lot of people struggle. I hope everybody hears that out there. Customer service is not it is, is dead. Not, is not dead. So <laughs> <laughs> you come, if, you come, if you come engage me with your project, I will, I will uh, give you some PLC and service. So. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, that's a good strength. Well, what was one of the weaknesses that you, you realized when you jumped out here in that first year or two Man, I gotta, I gotta at least work on this, or maybe delegate it. Like, what was the weakness for you? I, I thought about this. And I'm, I'm glad you asked these questions in advance. So I could think about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think I kind of gave you some background. I, 
I took a disc profile test a few years ago. I've taken one of those. And yeah. I, I came back as a perfectionist. Oh. And I thought that was spot on how George rolls. George is a perfection <laughs> perfectionist. And how that's a weakness is it it uh since I'm a perfectionist, it just kinda it slows me down a little bit in in making my calls or processing an order, for example, I get, I get caught up in the details and it's, and it slows me down. Now, granted, it's also, I think it's also a positive because I'm always paying attention to all the details and making sure all the T's are crossed and I are dotted. So it's a, it's a, it's a strength too, but it's also a weakness in the fact that it, it, if I, it just slows me down. If I get caught up in a, if I go down the rabbit hole of a perfectionist for something that I get stuck there and I could be, could be hours before I get out of it. So, but that's not, that's not, that doesn't happen too much, but it, it is out there. So, gotcha. So, you got to know when, hey, this is, this is at least good enough or it's at, you know, a 90% to where we can move forward. Yeah. We, you know, if there's any discrepancies, like, right. Man, the disc assessment test, I had to say, I took one of those that, um, and a number of the people that I, that I worked with at a time took that. And, uh, I think, uh, I had high, uh, high D and high I. I was very outgoing, but, I was more of the uh, personable person and trying to connect with people. Yep. I was very low on the uh, detail-oriented Excel <laughs> spreadsheet type stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I came. My. I, th- I forget what the S or the C stands for, but I, I think I'm just the opposite of you. I'm oh, really? More, I'm more of the S. I don't S and the C. S, yeah. S is steady, or I don't know. I, I don't think so. And then I knew the S was like you know very genuine, had a big yeah. heart, wanted yep. to help people. And That's then the me. C's were very detail-oriented. Like yep. they had the Excel spreadsheets. They knew the numbers for pretty much everything. Yep. yep. <laughs> if I could, if I show you my computer, I have a bunch of spreadsheets saved. So <laughs> I think I may. I have, love my Excel. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I may have one, and I have to relearn how to use Excel every single time. I have to update something. <laughs> I have to call somebody somewhere, and just say, "Hey, what, how do you enter in this formula? I really don't know how to do. It. I, I'm so bad. I need to call you. Is what I need to do next time. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to help, my ex. I, uh, I had an Excel for my CRM for years, and I finally moved away from that because I needed to. As, as I was growing, I realized my Excel CRM was too small to handle what I needed to do. So yeah. I, now I'm invested in another another CRM tool, which is Gold. Uh, I still have my Excel CRM for reference, but uh, for that, but for a while there, I had a hard time letting it go because it was my it was my baby oh, because yeah. it was everything was everything. <laughs> Literally everything was there, and I'm like, oh, I gotta move away from this. It's just not a functional tool anymore. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Fun That's fact. That's good. Um, you <clears throat> said that you had, you had read a few books. I, I've I've been really interested in asking people what books that they would recommend for those that are out there. You know, what books kind of impacted you on this journey? Um, a book I most recently read this past week, as a matter of fact, was a, a book called "Getting Clarity" by uh, uh, Steve Steve Woodruff. He is a uh, also kindred spirit with me also a solopreneur himself uh, more of a coach mm-hmm. type of uh, person uh but uh he the book getting clarity was basically helping to brand your message and simple and make your message so specific and focused that it gets heard from those who you're broadcasting to so it cuts through all the noise so people will hear it yeah. so and i thought that was this very Gotcha. Uh, very, uh, uh, it's over there on my shelf, so it's it's, it's within, within arm's reach for reference. So. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Lots of um, highlighted stuff in that book. So good. Uh, and then any other books that maybe were a while back that sort of when you were jumping out there that kind of impacted you? Uh, there's a uh, another sales trainer coach. Uh, he's based in Charlotte, uh, Jeffrey Gittimer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he is. He writes his books in formats that relates to me because I guess it kind of deals with my my uh, perfectionism. But all of, all of his books are bullet point books or top top 
12, we, top 12 ways to follow up effectively or top uh, nine ways to, to do a cold call. So Jeffrey Gutenberg, the sales Bible, he has other books as well, a little, little red book of secrets, sales secrets. So oh, yeah, I think I have seen uh, that one. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's over there on my shelf as well. And, and again, being, the way he presents his stuff, the bullet point fashion, the big print, it's all, it just, it's, uh, puts it in layman's terms that even, you know, Mr. Uh, Joku salesperson could follow. So. Yeah, gotcha. A big list person, are you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm yeah. a little bit of a list person as well. I've discovered that <laughs> in my life. I'm like, oh, if I've got all this stuff in my head, I just got to put it somewhere, and then we can work through, you know, what's what's prioritized, what doesn't matter, what. But I just got to put it somewhere. So I understand that. <laughs> my my Excel spreadsheet has a bunch of my list, so it kind of yeah. goes back, circles back to that. Of course, of <laughs> Can't course. Can't get away from it. <laughs> um, well, the last question that I've got for you is. For those people, and this is primarily, you know, what we're what we're doing this for is to just give an idea for people that are maybe interested in starting their own business. Maybe they have an idea or they want to run with something and they're not sure. What advice would you give somebody that is considering becoming an entrepreneur or a self-employed business person? I would just say to that, just don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, I, again, I turn to my wife and my dad for questions. I also turn to uh when I was considering making the move to be on myself, I talked to clients that were that were champions for me, my networking friends from my BNI chapter and from wherever I connected. Uh, just asking questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions because if you don't ask questions, you're not going to know. And then if you're not going to know, you're not going to be prepared for what may come your way. So uh, when I was doing my before I launched a shop in 2011, I I, I was very meticulous and thorough in my due diligence, almost to a point where I kind of due diligence myself to death with asking questions <laughs> but that's just how i am i i i asked I, I can't give an exact number but i was asking questions left and right for about three four weeks so and so once i finally exhausted whatever questions i had to ask i <laughs> said okay let's print the business cards we're, 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 we're making the plunge so let's do this let's do this so <laughs> but don't be afraid to ask questions so and if, i just think that's i know it's not not a rocket science kind of answer, but but if you don't ask questions, you, no. how, how are you going to know? Well, so. there's a lot of people that will be maybe intimidated by a particular industry, or you know, asking questions to the right people. I think also helps. You know, going going to people and asking advice who are either a already in that field, maybe they're successful in a similar field, or they just are able. You know, you ever find one of those people that just falls backwards into success? No matter what they did, they always had some type of victory there, and so. Yeah, asking people those questions. I think a lot of people don't want to do that because they feel like they'd either bother them or it would just be too intimidating. They're right. like, ah, I don't need to do that. So I have engaged a few of my friendly competitors in asking questions, uh, two or three that have a stronger presence here in Nashville for being the promo business. And I've got good relationships with them as friendly competitors. So I even asked them questions and during my due diligence process and actually all three of them said good for you george i'm glad you're going out on your own so <laughs> so to have that support from my friendly competitors was, that's awesome that's, that's pretty telling that as well. is so great that kind of hit me pretty good here too so yeah man <laughs> wow okay um anything else that you you got before we wrap this up i i think i covered it all all right <laughs> where can people find you either online or how do they get in touch with you so that way they could use uh, promotions by george uh, well, as we talk, my website's under construction, so uh, hopefully it'll be ready next week. But my website is uh, www.promosbygeorge.com. Uh, Email george at promosbygeorge.com. I'm also active on, on Instagram, uh, promosbg, at promosbg, and um, I know I'm missing one. Facebook. Facebook, yeah, Facebook is promosbygeorge, yes. So, uh, and my 
obviously 615-944-4626 is a home office for promos by George. So that right. can help give me a shout. That's awesome. <laughs> if you need any kind of uh, promotional items or, or just have questions for George um, about how uh, you know you can use his business, please reach out to him. And uh, appreciate it, George. Thank you for joining me today. Wonderful. Thanks for having me, Hunter. Appreciate your time, and thanks for thinking of me. Absolutely. This is it from Music City Origins. Thank you.